0: Welcome, I'm Cliff Hedges, and this is Pastor Cliff's Notes. This is the podcast where we're studying the Bible. We're studying the Gospel of John, and we're doing this so that we can know God better and follow God. We are in episode 78. Today we're looking at John chapter 1, verses 47 through 51. John's been giving us the narrative of the beginning of the ministry of Jesus. Jesus has been calling his disciples. He found Philip and then philip went and found nathaniel we don't really know the relationship between philip and nathaniel philip told nathaniel that they had found the one that had been written about in the scriptures and that he was jesus from nazareth nathaniel's response can anything good come from nazareth philip said come and see so let's read today's passage verses 47 through 51 then jesus saw nathaniel coming toward him and said about him here truly is an Israelite in whom there is no deceit. How do you know me? Nathaniel asked. Before Philip called you when you were under the fig tree, I saw you, Jesus answered. Rabbi, Nathaniel replied, you are the son of God. You are the king of Israel. Jesus responded to him. Do you believe because I told you I saw you under the fig tree? You will see greater things than this. Then he said, truly I tell you, you will see heaven opened, and the angels of god ascending and descending on the son of man. philip invited nathaniel to come and see and so he did come and see and he has this encounter with jesus now before we go on we need to review jacob jacob of the old testament remember god came to Abraham and said to Abraham, I'm going to make this nation from you. Your descendants are going to be this nation of people who live in a relationship with me. This special covenant people. And so Abraham then has a child, Isaac. The promises is repeated through Isaac. Isaac has twin boys, Esau and Jacob. Esau is actually born first. So he should be the one to receive the inheritance, and carry forth the lineage. Jacob was born right after him. In fact, he was born holding on to the heel of Esau. And that's why he got his name. The word Jacob means heel grabber or usurper. And Jacob was a, well, a devious guy. He, he, was, uh, he was always plotting something, it seemed. And in fact, he tricked Esau into giving up his birthright. Later in life, um, Jacob has an encounter with an angel and struggles with this angel of God, and that's where he is given the new name Israel, and he becomes the, the father of Israel. His 12 sons make up the 12 tribes of Israel. So Jacob is Israel, and we see a lot of references to Jacob here. So Jesus says, here truly is an Israelite in whom there is no deceit. So an Israelite, this is the only place in the Gospel of John that you you see the word Israel a few times, but never the word Israelite except here. And he says, this truly is an Israelite in whom there is no deceit. This is the word used to describe Jacob. Jacob is Israel, and in Genesis 27:35, Isaac explains to Esau that Jacob has stolen his birthright. And he says, your brother came deceitfully and took your blessing. And the Greek word that the Hebrew gets translated into is the same word used here for deceit. So this description of Jacob here is a true Israelite, not like the original Israel, who was deceitful. This one is not deceitful. There is no deceit. Nathaniel says, how do you know me? Because here Jesus is making proclamations of, about Nathaniel. They've never met. They don't know each other. So Nathaniel asks, well, how, how do you know anything about me? So Jesus says, before Philip called you, when you were under the fig tree, I saw you. There's a lot of debate about this, and we just have to be honest. We don't know what this means, but Nathaniel sure did. Uh, the fig tree, some refer to the fig tree as just a, uh, well, it's a shade tree used at the home. So uh, speaking of fig tree, it would be referring to what you have spent time with at home. Some people say it was common for rabbis to study the scripture under the shade of the fig tree. Uh, we don't know. What exactly is going on here? But I suspect that Nathaniel had some kind of true God moment under the fig tree or associated with the fig tree. And it wouldn't surprise me if it had something to do with Israel, with Jacob. But somehow something happened significantly to him to where no one could possibly know what had happened. But here Jesus knows And so is this why Jesus is using all the the talk of Jacob of Israel, deceit and him having no deceit? So we we don't know what it was, but whatever the reference is, it touches Nathanael. Because Nathanael's gone from what good can come out of Nazareth to Rabbi, you are the son of God, you are the king of Israel kind of what Philip had already told him. We found the one spoken about in the scriptures. The implication is the Messiah, the Christ, the Savior. But Nathanael puts a little twist on it here. The king of Israel. And so is the the reference to Jacob and Israel, was that something on Nathaniel's heart? And so his response is you are the true king of Israel. I don't know. I suspect such, but What we do know is whatever it was, whatever it meant, that changed Nathanael's mind immediately. He went from nothing good could come from Nazareth to this is the Messiah. This is the Son of God. This is the King of Israel. Then in verse 50, Jesus responded to him, Do you believe because I told you I saw you under the fig tree? I think it's a rhetorical question. The answer is yes, that's why I believe. Then he says, you will see greater things than this. Then he said, truly I tell you, you will see heaven opened and the angels of God ascending and descending on the Son of Man. There's a lot here. He's continuing this reference to Jacob. Jacob, after he stole his brother Esau's birthright, Esau then plotted to kill him. And so their mother convinced Jacob to travel off to go visit his uncle Laban. While he was en route, he has this vision. He, he lays down and, and sleeping, and then, well, it's in Genesis 28, verses 10 to 12. Jacob left Beersheba and went toward, toward Haran. He reached a certain place and spent the night there because the sun had set. He took one of the stones from the place and put it there at his head and lay down in that place. And he dreamed a stairway was set on the ground with its top reaching the sky and God's angels were going up and down on it. Then uh, down in verse 18-19 says he uh, set up a marker poured, poured oil on it named the place Bethel, which means house of God. So here Jacob has this vision of angels Going up and down the stairway to heaven. And that's what Jesus makes reference to in verse 51. He says, you're going to see that. You are going to see heaven opened and angels of God ascending and descending. Only not on a stairway on the Son of Man. Interesting shift takes place here in verse 50. He's speaking to Nathaniel and says, you will see greater things than this. And the you is singular. You, Nathaniel will see things greater than this. Then in verse 51, where he says, you will see heaven open, he uses the you plural. So all of you will see this. He says in verse 51, truly I tell you. This, uh, in, the, in the Greek, this is amen, amen, I say to you. And Jesus uses this 25 times in the Gospel of John and it's just a—it's an expression, amen, amen. It gets translated, truly I say to you, or truly I tell you. Verily, verily, I say unto thee. Uh, it, the whole point here is amen, amen. It means listen up, I'm telling you something important. I'm telling you the truth. And so the CSB here translates it as truly I tell you. But it's amen, amen, I say to you. You're all going to see something really amazing. You're going to see the the angels ascending and descending. But not on a stairway, on the Son of Man. So just as everything was created through Jesus, here he is integral in this ascending and descending of angels to and from heaven. This is the first time he uses the phrase son of man in the gospel. He uses it 13 times. Son of man is probably not something that the people of the time were used to hearing or saying. And so Jesus was able to pour his own meaning into it a lot. It's used a lot in Ezekiel. God speaks to Ezekiel and and always calls him son of man. The only place we see it is in Daniel, where at one point, There's this divine figure who interacts with the Ancient of Days who is like a son of man. And then another point where Daniel is called son of man by God. Well, Jesus refers to himself as son of man. And it's hard to say exactly what is intended here. Well, if we just look through the the different places, he he talks about here, you'll see heaven open, the angels ascending and descending on the son of man. Then later he... uh, refers to about the Son of Man ascending and descending from heaven himself. And then he talks about the Son of Man being lifted up. He talks about anyone who believes in the Son of Man has eternal life. And the Son of Man being given the right to pass judgment. He talks about the Son of Man giving eternal life again. In chapter 6 talking about eating the flesh and drinking the blood of the Son of Man. He's talking about eternal life there. and then. Uh, Chapter 6, again, he talks about ascending. Chapter 8, he talks about being lifted up again. Uh, Chapter 9, he talks about believing in the Son of Man. He talks about the Son of Man being glorified at the Last Supper. And then again in uh, chapter 12, he talks about being lifted up. And chapter 13, being glorified. It seems that whenever he uses the term Son of Man, he is referring to the incarnation, that is the the incarnate logos, the God becoming man, and the Word became flesh and made his dwelling among us. That when he refers to the Son of Man. He's using a divine language, but inserting his humanity into it. Son of God is eternal, past, present, and future. But son of man seems to be discussing the the incarnation point of things, that him as a man, as the the word become flesh. So I don't know we can make an exact distinction there, but that's what it seems to be describing. So Jesus pours his own meaning into son of man. It wasn't like a, uh, he he could say son of man and everybody says oh yeah I know what you're talking about, because he he would say things like uh, do you believe in the son of man they. We don't know what that means. So uh, a lot in this little passage is dealing with Nathanael. But whatever it was about the fig tree, it spoke to Nathanael. And it shifted him from nothing good can come from Nazareth to you are the son of God. You are the king of Israel. And so we all can have a, a, a transition like this from coming from, A point of unbelief to a point of belief. And then the challenge is, does that belief drive us to live differently? Nathaniel does. He then becomes a follower of Jesus, one of the disciples, and is used by Jesus in the furthering of his ministry. Will we be used by Jesus because of the transformation that we've experienced? We make that transition from disbelief to belief. Thanks for joining me. Join me again next time as we continue working through the Gospel of John.